Never underestimate a badass basic bitch. I'm Courtney. I'm done fitting into what everybody else needs me to fit into. And I'm Brianna. You are the only one that can make this change. We're here to bring you the Badass Basic Bitch Podcast. We're going to share the untold stories and dive deep into the shit nobody talks about. Buckle up. We're totally unfiltered. About to get very sassy and inviting you into some of our most intimate conversations. Welcome Welcome to to the the Batty Bee Club. You say yes when it aligns with your values. Yeah. You say yes when it feels good. You say yes when you know you're going to be in a, in a space with, with people who you enjoy and who enjoy you. Feels good is a really like that's huge elementary way to say it. And then you say no when you're uncomfortable. You say no when you don't have time. You say no when it doesn't feel right to you. I think your gut tells you that too. Welcome back to another episode of Badass Basic Bitch. Today is all about boundaries. We are going to talk about what are boundaries, how to set them, and to know and figure out if you are a people pleaser. And the fun thing that Courtney and I just did was we just did a live, and we're going to post that and share that. But check out the live that we reposted. We spent maybe 30, 20, 30 minutes talking to you guys about boundaries, answering your questions. And now we're just going to do a little bit something more formal to talk about, hey, what are the signs or tendencies of someone who is a people pleaser? And then how to set boundaries, how to say yes, and when to say no. Because arguably, in my opinion, saying no is more important than saying yes. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Because first of all, if you don't say no, you don't have time for the, the yeses. And I think it's really key. So let's kind of take it from the top. What is a boundary? A boundary to me is all about like having the courage to love yourself, Mm. even when you may risk disappointing others. Yes. I think it's Glennon Doyle that says she made this promise to herself that she would disappoint everyone else before disappointing herself again. And I think, you know, at first glance or at first listen to something like that, it can sound selfish because that's kind of what our society tells us. But Really, it's because we get so far down the rabbit hole of pleasing everybody else. We completely forget, especially as women, to take care of ourselves. And so I think it's sort of assuming that perspective. And it's saying that, look, if it comes down to disappointing you or disappointing me, I got to disappoint you today because I need to have my back. I need to do what's in my best mental and physical health today. And if this doesn't align with that, then I'm going to have to respectfully pass on whatever it is. But it's because so many people go out of their way for everybody else. And then they forget the super simple things when it comes to themselves. I love this quote. I don't know who it's by, but it says, you are not required to set yourself on fire to keep others warm. I love that. Yeah. And it's so true. It's a good visual. And it depends. I think boundaries have more to do with you and less to do with other people. Yeah. And it's not about, like, you don't set boundaries to offend people. You don't, you set them to respect yourself. Respect your time. Respect your time, your health, your physical health, your mental Mental. health. Um, And so I think it might be interesting to go through what are some signs to know if you have a tendency to, to put people first and please people. I would say a really good sign of that is if you are feeling super run down feeling super tired and committed to all these plans and and sort of feeling like when the plans come close, oh, I wish I hadn't said yes yeah. to that. Yeah. 
Well, and I also think too, like you burden yourself. You feel burdened by the things Mm -hmm. that you have to do. Exactly. So right to your point. And regretful almost of like, I really wish I hadn't committed to this, but now I can't back out of it because I've already said yes. And you you kind of find yourself in this hamster wheel of pleasing. And I also think there's the other one of like, you have a hard time saying no, or you feel uncomfortable if someone is angry at you for saying no Mm. or in general. Like if you're so overwhelmingly uncomfortable because someone is upset with something that you've said or done. Or you don't even want to say no because you don't want to offend. Yeah, you don't want to have You don't even want to deal with the reaction of it. That's a great Um, one. I also think when you apologize too often. Yeah, I think there's a couple things for women in the workplace that we can do to stop apologizing. I think that women apologize way too often in the workplace. You said this, and I think it was one of our business podcasts. I thought it was great. So if you show up five minutes late for a meeting instead of like, oh my gosh, I am so sorry. Like long explanation of where I was for the past five minutes. Show up like, hey, thank you so much for waiting for me. I really like value and appreciate your time. Thank you. I appreciate that. Instead of like the flip side of it, kind of you make it positive in a way. Right. And I notice a lot of women who give presentations, they, if even if their slide doesn't click fast enough or double clicks, they apologize. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Oh my gosh. I'm so sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't know why this is happening. I'm sorry. Can you hear me? Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to mute. Like who cares? Yeah. I think too, getting a little bit comfortable with the silence sometimes in those presentations, this is a whole other business conversation. It's okay to pause and take a minute and let your point sink in to let your slide change. It's okay to have like that moment of silence without having to feel like that frantic apologetic energy, like you're saying. But those are some big signs. Did we miss any good ones? You pretend to agree Mm. with everyone. When you are, find yourself agreeing, but internally you're like, I don't agree with that. <laughs> now, yeah. listen, sometimes I do that. Like when you're debating, like you're talking well, to someone about the vaccine or something and you're just like, mm-hmm, okay, cool. Or just there's, but that is almost a boundary in and of itself. Yeah. In a way, like I have set a boundary where I'm not going to go into this. I'm not going to give energy to this. Right. I was thinking, and I went on my story the other day and I was talking about energy is a, energy is a currency. Just like money and time, energy is a currency. Use it wisely. Spend it wisely. Use it on people and tasks and and, and projects and things that are worth it. Don't just give your energy to anything like you wouldn't just give your money to anything or give your time to anything. And so sometimes I think that boundary is knowing actually when not to argue about something or when not to debate or get into something because it's just not worth your energy in, in that moment, I would say. I love that. And back to our point, you go to great lengths to avoid conflict. And this one, you don't admit when your feelings are hurt. And Mm. I have really been practicing this. I joined a new business venture. It's, there's a a bunch of business outlines of like pay in, get a percentage of the company and, or work a certain amount of time, get a percentage of the company, et cetera. And I was telling someone this, a friend, a good friend of mine. And they were like, wait, so how much company has percentage has he given away? It's like, oh, he's never given anything away to anybody. He's like, well, then he's giving it to you? Well, for these things, for exchange of money, for exchange of time. And and her comment was, um, that doesn't feel right. Why would someone just willy-nilly give their company away? And I think the old me would just have been like, wow, 
that's a shitty thing to say. Yeah, and I wouldn't it, have said anything. Because internally, immediately, that makes you feel like, wait, you don't. So you, you don't think, think that, I am worth that. You don't think that I have the skill and the value to provide right. for f- that someone would do that for me. Right. And so the old me means. would have just been like, okay. But then this me is like, wow, that actually hurts my feelings. Because the did way- Did you tell her? Oh, absolutely. What, and how did you handle it? Well, I just said, wow, that really hurts my feelings. Think about what you just said. I'm telling you that I'm going to get this piece of this company for exchange of money and my time. And you're asking me why he's willy-nilly giving it away. What, like your time and, and is like, free. Yeah. And, like, and, and I'm thinking, yeah. you think that I'm not worth right. that exchange. And she reflected and she was like, holy shit. That's that not rude. what I meant. Yeah. That was rude. I'm so sorry. Yeah. And I think like she just didn't realize that she had not, she doesn't have any business experience, uh, mostly business experience to know that those exchange. But I think like admitting when your feelings are hurt are really important because you're communicating to those people your boundaries. Yes. And I also think it allows that person to do what she did, which was reflect, communicate back where yes. they feel they can work on something because you were vulnerable. So they can also be vulnerable back and saying, oh, like I, I didn't mean to hurt your feelings. I'm so sorry. Opposed to they, they would have a harder time coming into that conversation had you not opened up first. And I think women experience this a lot. We don't want people to not like us. And we don't want that. We don't want to come off as we're being mean. And I do think that there's a big societal push to please people, to yes. be accommodating. I mean, so- my first marriage, a, a gag wedding joke was something. It was like the '60s guide to being the perfect wife. But Ugh. if you think about it, like that was only forty years before forty years yeah. before I got married, and I'm like reading this guide as a joke. Like clearly, my friend did it as a complete joke, but I'm reading it and. It was so ingrained to be the perfect wife, the perfect woman, avoid conflict. And that's only 50 to 70 years ago. Yeah. It's ingrained in us. And you can even think about that. I mean, even being around like grandparents are like, oh, look, get him a, get him some dinner. I'm like, he can get his own damn dinner. Like he fell in love with me because I gave him the perfect apple pie. Yeah. Like, you know, like it's just, it is interesting, <laughs> but, and, but boundaries go beyond romantic relationships and they are super strong, like you said a minute ago, within friendships, within family members, boundaries in general are healthy. And for some reason, I do think also our society has said boundaries are, there's almost like a negative connotation. X, Y, Z happened. I have to set boundaries. And it's not that. It's like, that it good to have boundaries, period. When it's I think, healthy. I agree. And I think it's also like, I think people think boundaries is like, this is my boundary. If you cross them, then fuck you. Like you're out of my life. That's not what it is. When someone approaches on your boundary and they cross over, you're gently with your words saying, excuse me, you need to back up. You yeah. need to back up because this is not an area you're allowed to go in. Which if it's someone that you do have a strong and close relationship to, it's it's preservation of the relationship in many ways. Because I think that times in the past, if I could reflect back on times I haven't stood up for myself or times I haven't, uh, I felt like my boundaries were encroached on and I didn't say anything those were times I ended up later resenting that person. Yes. You know, and it was at the demise of the friendship at some point because it was, I felt so, you know, hurt or disrespected or whatever you start it was being and never resentful it. Because you're not speaking up yeah. and you're not giving your friend or your spouse or your coworker the opportunity to respond and, and possibly correct. Yeah. And I think doing it in a 
calm and respectful, mature way on your part allows them to do so. If you don't set that boundary later, get super upset. They're like, wait, I didn't even know you were mad at me in the first place. And it's like, well, I had this boundary and you're like, well, I didn't know about your boundary. Like just, I, so I think the good open communication when it comes to boundaries is really important. Do we have ways we can help people think of what their boundaries might be? Or do you feel mostly like it's a case-by-case situation? I mean, you can define your boundaries, right? Your boundaries are essentially an expression of whatever your core values are. So take some time alone. Do what Courtney loves doing. Journal. 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 Find some time alone and reflect on what is important to you. What do you absolutely need in order to be content in your relationships to others? And it can be super simple. Like, I have set my boundaries. Hunter and I have done, we, I mean, we do a lot of couples therapy. And in that, we're talking about our boundaries and and communicating and reiterating what we've heard. So we, both of us understand. And we're very good at that now where before we're like, I don't know how to do this. And I had no boundaries for like 80% of my life. But so I think you can start small and say, okay, if it's a relationship, what's important to me? Let's talk about work. For me, work. I don't want to work on the weekends. I don't want to work late nights every single night. Mm -hmm. I don't want to have to travel more than 40% of the time. Like those are very simple, like measurable boundaries that you can set. So those are a couple ideas. And they're going to be different for everyone and you can always adjust them. Yeah. For me, relationship boundary. I want someone who can help me with the kids. Like you are not doing me a favor by watching the kids while I cook or while I clean. Like if you're with me and you're my partner and you're my husband, like you... It's a shared responsibility. It's a shared responsibility. And I sought out someone who saw this co-parenting as a shared responsibility. Yeah, I love that. Not... A burden. A burden and like, I'm doing you a favor without me. How could you do this, right? And that is why I'm with Hunter. I love that. I mean, for many other reasons, obviously. But... um, No, but there's like a sense of entitlement to that too. Especially a parent who, who, you know, you're co-parenting, but you're not their actual biological father. But that was my boundary. That was really important. And some could be really basic. Like if you're going on traveling and you're going to work events where you have men and women at the event, then let's agree that we're not going to drink. I mean, that could be, for me, there's a lot of past stuff that I've brought into my relationship, which I'm working on. But in the beginning, I'm like, I need this. This is for, this is going to help me Well, so that's what I mean, right? Because they can evolve. They can evolve. So then once you get to a super comfortable place within yourself, within him, like that may be something that shifts at that point. Right. So I think those are a couple of things. But so it's like, what can you, what can and cannot tolerate? And by the way, I think your boundaries aren't wrong. No. Your boundaries are just yours. They're for you. And I think that, and that's not everyone's going to understand that. And that's okay. Maybe if that's the case, it's not necessarily the right fit. Had someone come for that specific example, had someone come in and been like, this is a terrible, like, I'm never doing this. Fuck this. Like, it just wouldn't have been a good fit for you. Yeah. So really self-reflect, follow your gut, determine your values, and then honestly, like write them down and then communicate them with your coworkers, like I am very open with my coworkers of like, if it's a weekend that I have my kids, no, mm-hmm. I can't, I'm not going to do it. If it's a weekend that I don't have my kids and it's an emergency, I'll, I'll hop in and I'll help like all day long. But when I have my kids, no. Yeah. I have an upcoming family trip 
And that was a boundary for me. I have like a couple of things I need to share because it's reoccurring things that we always have going on that like, obviously I genuinely love and it's easy to stick in here and there. But other than that, I've said, I don't want any campaigns. I don't want to have to take meetings. I don't want to have to do certain things because this is my week where I'm taking off to spend with my family, to spend with Kinsley. And that's the focus. And people will always try to encroach on your boundaries. It will always be, Hey, but what about this campaign? No, because is that in the week I'm gone? Right. Then it's an, and you almost have to just sort of stand your ground and obviously kindly and um and respectfully. But I think it's, you know, yeah. boundaries are so important to a healthy friendship, to a healthy relationship, to a healthy family dynamic. Like boundaries are really, really good. And what are some good things you can get from boundaries? Because this is oh my goodness, important. Better self-esteem. Yeah. Conserving your emotional energy. And Honestly, for me, it's just been this development, evolving independence. It's weirdly calming. It's very calming. So, well, it's calming to know your limits. Yes. And so I had a friend the other day that asked, had asked me to hang out. I couldn't. I felt like she was annoyed that I couldn't make it happen because I was prioritizing other things in the moment and Kinsley, et cetera. For me, it looked like I didn't want to disappoint or I, like I love her and I didn't want it to be anything negative, but this was what I needed to prioritize in the moment that would have given me so much anxiety two years ago. Yeah. It would have been like another text, like, are we good? And it just, it was, yeah. it's a point where I was like, no, this is my boundary. This is my priority. I like, I can't make these two days happen. I love you. Like let's catch up soon. Would love to see you, et cetera. But I think I will say if I can think internally about it, I feel so stable and at peace when I have boundaries and I, I respect my boundaries and I surround myself with people who respect my boundaries, I feel filled with anxiety. I feel filled with all of these emotions when I don't respect my boundaries. And when yeah. I let other people disrespect my boundaries, I feel so shitty. You're sacrificing yourself. And that's mm-hmm. why you feel shitty. Yeah. When you feel like someone's stepping all over you, controlling you, et cetera, like you don't feel good about yourself. So real quick, what uh, when, when, when to say yes? Like, when do you say yes to things? I mean, that's so broad. I think it depends, but I feel like you say yes when it aligns with your values. Yeah. You say yes when it feels good. You say yes when you know you're going to be in a, in a space with, with people who you enjoy and who enjoy you. And when it feel like feels good is a really like that's huge elementary way to say it, but you know what I mean? Like when it feels right. And then you say no, when you're uncomfortable. You say no when you don't have time. You say no when it doesn't feel right to you. I think your gut tells you that too. Because every time I've ever said yes to something when I should have said no, I feel like icky about it. Yeah. For me, like I will say yes to opportunities that are advanced, that advances me, learning growth that are exciting, new experiences that enrich my life. But Ultimately, it's like what feels right to you. Yeah, what feels good. It makes it, it's such a simple way to put it, but it's true. And and morally and um, and everything like, does it make sense for your ultimate goals? Which is why doing the work in the first part of this and journaling or whatever is so important is because here are my goals. It doesn't have to be literal. Like here's my six month goals, but just as a person, here's what I want out of life. And when opportunities and things match that, amazing. But I'll give like a really simple example. When I was in high school, I always like to go out. I like to party. I like to, I like to do things, but drink, but like, I never was like into drugs, like nothing like that ever, um, personally. And so for me, 
if I knew that there was going to be a party and I thought it was going to be with the crowd of people that are going to be doing a lot of drugs, I wouldn't go because that would make me uncomfortable. And so that's a boundary I had. Mm-hmm. And so it's those are even little simple basic things where you can just say no. Well, and Dare. how... how uh, just say no. Just say no. Um, and how else can we say no, right? Because you have to, you have to, when I say no, I think when, especially women, when you say no, you have this, this urge to explain why you say no. And my, my advice is resist the urge to explain. You don't need to explain anything. You don't need to explain why you're saying no. Or why you have the right to say no. Right. At the end of the day, the truth is, if the person you're saying no to wants to know why, you can choose to explain it to them, but it's your choice to say no, regardless of whatever reason. Well, that alone is a boundary Yeah, in so many ways. I think I like to to subtly do it. Um, say, say you're like, hey, can you go to dinner tomorrow night? And I couldn't for whatever reason. Like, no, I can't. I have plans. Like, thanks, thanks for asking me. Let's do something soon. I don't have to be like, well, I'm actually going here right. with these two people and I'm going to leave at 7.15. And then so if I get back at nine, like you don't need to over explain. I think if you feel that you want to, you can just give a simple like, I'm busy or like, I'm actually super tired. I need to stay home and rest. But thanks for thinking of me. You can give a simplified explanation. Yes. But you don't need to over explain and justify. Right. And you don't need to answer right then and there. It's okay to take the time and it's fine to say, hey, let me get back to you. Mm -hmm. I have to think about it. I'm not sure. Right. Like you don't have to give them an answer right then and there just because they text you. And like that's a whole other topic. That's a whole other. Do you have to respond to every text you get? Do you have to respond to every email you get? Yeah. I feel like with text, I do feel like I, I do have with text, but I don't with emails. I don't with emails. But I think a lot of people would say you don't, but okay, hey, that's that is a boundary. That's your boundary. So maybe for us it's a text thing. Plenty of people, I know plenty of people who have, you know, two hundred unread text messages and they don't feel that, that that they need to respond to that. That's their boundary. Right. I think boundaries can be done very kindly and like in a very classy manner when you communicate your boundary. Yeah. And at the end of the day, whether you say yes, you say no re-establish your boundaries. Healthy boundaries are necessary. Like they're just so necessary components of self-care. And without them, like we feel burned out. We feel depleted, taken advantage of, taken for granted. That's where the resentment grows Mm. in our relationships. And to yourself in a way. So trust the process. Start to set those boundaries. And I think that you'll quickly realize that you feel calmer. You feel more at peace because you are keeping the promises to yourself. You aren't letting yourself down. You need to rest. You're staying in to rest. Mm -hmm. You need to work. You're going to work. You already have plans with a friend. You have plans. You don't have to bend. And it doesn't mean don't go out of your way. I'm actually really big on going out of your way to be kind to other people, but in a time that makes sense in a way that isn't compromising your own mental and physical health. Yeah. Yeah. And I think at the end of the day, don't overthink it. Don't worry about what other people think of you. They will still like you. They will still want to be your friend. And if not, then they're not a good friend. Yeah. And I would argue they would respect you more. At 33, I'll be 34 in October. I can't imagine someone being like, hey, like I'm actually really tired tonight. I'm going to stay home and rest. But like, let's do that again soon. I'm never going to be like, oh, really? Like, you're so terrible. I'm going to be like, I get that. Like, I totally understand. Like, let's find another date soon. Like people who care about you will care. The opposite reaction of that is someone who actually doesn't care about you. Hate to say it, but cares about themselves. And now they have to find some other person to have plans with. What an inconvenience. How could you not want to hang out with them? And that's just not a good friend. 
but that is a whole other episode. Ladies and gentlemen, if you guys have specific questions on boundaries. I know on the live, we talked about setting boundaries with parents, with family members, in-laws, in relationships, work boundaries. What do you guys want us to dive into more on boundaries? Because this was more what are boundaries? How do you set them? How do you know what yours are? How do you say yes and when to say no? Let us know though, if you guys want a part two, maybe three of the boundary episode and we can dive more into boundaries. So we are so glad that you guys took the time to hang out with us today. And I think that's it for this episode. You are all badass basic bitches. We love you guys. And we'll see you in our next episode. Set those boundaries, bitches. Let's go. (laughs) 